Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Coach Zach and... Miss Brandy Mead. I think I'm just getting rid of the nicknames That's because <laughs> I can't come. I, JC doesn't have any nickname. Yeah. And no. you're just Coach Zach, but yeah. I like the way it flows. So <laughs> I think we're just, we're just done with the, the nicknames from now on. You're just Brandy. That's fine. Co- Coach Brandy. That works for She's me. She's all right with it. <laughs> all right, guys. Welcome back. This episode is one that needs to be said. More importantly, it needs to be heard. We are talking about realistic expectations for results, right? And so people come in and they meet with me and they want results yesterday. And they'll ask me in the consultation, like, hey, what, you know, how long is this going to take me to accomplish? Right. We'll go through their in body scan and I'll explain kind of here's what we want to see happen. How long is that going to take me? And I always respond the same, which is I don't like answering that question because there's too many variables, right? So I I refuse to answer that question for anybody outside of saying like, you should start feeling more energetic, better immediately, right? Like even after your first workout, you're going to, you're going to feel like, a little euphoric and better. Right. And then that good feeling is just going to progress. You're going to be sore. It's going to be tough, but you're just going to continue to feel better and better. And we'll make steady progress because depending on age, gender, how much sleep somebody gets, obviously their diet, their nutrition. I mean, all of those things, plus a million other things all dictate how good of results somebody's going to get and how fast they're going to see primarily weight loss is kind of the, the, you know, thing that we're talking about, but weight loss is, is might be the main focus, but there's so many different all other things that would be results, right. In terms of them gaining skeletal muscle mass, bone density increases, um, overall, like how well they're moving, their strength, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, um, let's just, Zach, what are your thoughts on, on people and their realistic expectations? We'll just go around here. Uh, I mean, most of the time they're not realistic, right? Like most of the people that you'll have the conversation with about years, you having the conversation because it's not a realistic like expectation, like they have whatever in like two months or however long that, and the problem is, right? Like I get it. Like, it seems like a long amount of time, right? Like if you're never exercising and you're like, I'm going to exercise four days a week, every week for like three months in your brain, like that's like, that's a lot of time. But like, if you spent years messing your body up, right? Like it, <laughs> luckily it doesn't take as long as it does, as it took to like get you to that point, but like, it's still going to take a long time. And, um, yeah, like most of the time it's unrealistic and it's also just like it shows, right? Like the perspective is kind of what needs to be fixed first, because like instead of like focusing on that one metric that you're looking for, if we just like focus on like doing like we talk about like consistency, of course, to where it's like 
should be common knowledge now, but like, if all you do is right, like, I'm just going to like refine my diet. And it's like, so it's like half of what I eat now is like better than what it used to be. I'm like sleeping more and I'm exercising regularly. If you just like focus on those things, all that other stuff comes just as like a natural byproduct to it. It's hard just because like people set these like goals on their calendar by whatever time I want to look like this. I want to look like this, but like the common like misconception would be like that, that benchmark always changes, right? Like if you like sign up for a gym membership in like January and you're like, Oh, by summer, I want to look like this or whatever, <laughs> by the, like you, even if we've like changed fairly drastically for like a, re, from a realistic standpoint, like three months from now, like you probably lost perspective of what you used to look like in January. And like, so now you're like, Oh, well, like you just, you, we just point out the flaws. It's like, everybody does it. Right. Like you just, the way you, when you look at yourself, right. Like those are the things that you notice, you don't really take the time to like give yourself the like props for being where you are. So like when summer comes around, right, you probably look how you would have been so happy to look in December or in January, December, but like now the, the end point is always moved, right? You're always going to chase it. So like it's hard, right? Because the mental thing is the really like the hardest part to deal with, but it's, it's super common. You just, it's just like learning and like trying to understand like the progress and like be happy with the progress we've made so far, even if you're not content with it. There's no finish line. Goalpost is always moving. Yeah. Think of it as a long-term project. I mean, I agree with what both of you are saying. I think it's okay to have goals and sometimes goals will help, you know, to push you, um, you know, toward achieving something, but think of it as a long-term project. You want to be in, you know, you want to be into this, to be healthy, to be fit. And that's, you know, that's more of a lifestyle change. That's going to be something that you want to implement from now, from this point forward until forever. You know, it's just something that, um, you know, I think everyone needs to, to focus on continuously and to evolve and to set goals. Um, and then, you know, to, to change those goals, to modify those goals. As to set you a goal move, after, yeah, the, after exactly, the goal. Exactly. And then, you know, like you were both saying, you know, your goal is going to be impacted by what you do in the gym and then by what is going on outside of the gym, whether that's nutrition, your recovery, your sleep, um, how much stress alcohol you're drinking, level, stress, like, yeah. stress, right, right. So many factors that can either help you achieve your goal or impede your goal. So there's this televised social experiment that happened for multiple, multiple seasons called the biggest loser. (laughs) (laughs) And it, the biggest loser it's it's so interesting to think about, to talk about because you took these group of group of people, right. That were, that were morbidly obese and you put them on the ranch, right? There's the ranch and they've got a team of trainers. They've got a medical staff. They've got dietitians, and they work out for like six, seven hours a day, which is insane, right? Wow. That's insane. And then they're every single thing that they eat is like comes from a specific list. They can only eat those foods and and they don't have to grocery shop. Somebody's shopping for them. They had to cook their own food, right? But but all, ev- basically everything is controlled for them, right? Those people would start off and they would lose like, oh, 20 pounds in a week, right? It's crazy. They, they weigh mm-hmm. in and they have lost this much weight. And then they get a couple weeks in 
And it's like, they're still working out six, seven hours a day. They're still eating the same food. And then maybe they lost like four pounds, right? That's under a, under a program where they've got all the resources that they could possibly have. They're working out an insane amount each day and they only lost like four pounds. It's like, how do, how does anybody, how how would anybody, um, how could anybody like me, right. Who's not controlling more than just like your workout. Maybe we're doing nutrition coaching with you set realistic expectations of saying, okay, like you're going to lose X amount in this amount of time when they couldn't do it on the biggest loser where everything is controlled. Right. Right. And those people, like it is worth noting, like because those people came in morbidly obese, like they had way much more to lose. Right. Like the average person who's like, who like considers themselves fat, like all of our people come in here and say like, they're like, you're just like in your brain, 20 to 40 pounds. Right. It's like, that's not obese. And it's certainly not like, that's hard to lose because most people carry around. I mean, everybody cares on fat, but like excessive fat, like that you want to lose everybody, like for the most part has it. So like the less you have, the harder it is to lose. And like, when we, like if those people, every single possible variable is controlled for, they have to like that, by the way, is eliminating most stress outside right. of like, like those are all stressors They're not working, for people, right? right? They're like, just, yeah. That's a hard part for pretty much everybody, right? Is going out and choosing all those things and like all that that is set for them. And they are like in a, can just, everything isn't, the environment is set up to optimize them to lose as much weight as possible, right? And if that shows, right, that initial shock to the system where you dump off a ton of that stuff, and then after two weeks or whatever, it's like plateaued, well, an average everyday person that just needs to like lose a little bit of body fat and gain some muscle, right? Like that should grant you a huge amount of perspective as like what a realistic expectation should be over time. Because you could still be steadily like, you're like, you could have made great progress and the weight didn't change. Like Mm -hmm. the problem is like weight loss and fat loss are like synonymous when they shouldn't be because like, obviously the scale is always the (laughs) source of many issues, but like, like everybody comes in when they lose weight, but like if you lost only muscle, right? Like you wouldn't be happy with that. But like the goal is fat. Right. So like, it's just something. Right. And, and that's interesting too. Like you go back the biggest loser, you go back to that. It's like the, the, on average contestants lost 25 pounds of lean body mass, meaning muscle tissue, bone, like their lean mass, the good stuff that they want to hang on to over the course of a season on average, lost 25 pounds of good stuff. Right. And then majority all gained it gained it all back. Right. Like after, after the show was over. So the point about like going, like me using the biggest loser as an example is that was, that was like a perfect social experiment of, Hey, we're going to control this whole element, uh, like pretty much every element of your weight loss journey. And we're going to get you this, like as much weight loss as possible. And then it's unsustainable. It's unpredictable as far as how much weight loss they're going to lose. It created all kinds of metabolic issues for them. There is no good weight loss plan that's accelerated at that pace. People need to understand that. Right. And I wonder how much, you know, have they tracked these people over time? Like once the show ends, how much of that weight are they gaining back? Because everybody gained that's a, not sustainable, like you said. Yeah, they gained yeah. they gained all of it back and a lot of contestants gained more back. 
Yeah, that was probably largely more of a disservice than anything else, yeah. right? Because like, not like, yeah, you lost weight, but like, it it didn't teach them the skills they need to lose weight long term and like to be healthy, and it like also like completely twisted their perception of what was required to like lose weight and like they you like they didn't learn how to properly shop for themselves they didn't learn like how to manage their sleep and stress and they didn't learn correct form um, volumes of exercise and stuff like that like all of right. that was basically incorrect like what they learned and then they also learned like oh i should be losing 20 pounds a week i should be losing like 50 pounds like over like a two month time frame like that this isn't the way it works so then yeah you threw them back like into a real world and they had zero new skills and honestly were more at a disadvantage because now they're like when that those results didn't occur for them immediately like that was probably a massive mental hit to them and then it's just like it just shows how complex and like how much how necessary it is that you need to not just like worry about losing weight but like learning how to do it correctly because otherwise yeah like that's why everybody just like goes up and down with their weight and their fat loss because you might have done something like you followed a certain program or whatever that like might have helped you like shed weight pretty quick but it didn't teach you anything mm -hmm. certainly not anything that like you could use for the rest of your life well and that's one of the questions I always ask people when they come in and meet with me is, is I just say, okay, here's our, here's our schedule, right? Between 5am to 7pm, Monday through Friday, like Saturdays and mornings, realistically, given that schedule and your schedule, how many days a week can we get you here? Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I never like argue with them about the number that they give me, right? Because they know their, their schedule, they know their lifestyle, whether it's twice a week, three times a week, they're like five times a week, whatever. I'm like, okay, great. Here's like, if you can make it here that many days a week, that's going to be your starting point mm -hmm. for your program. As long as you can hit that and we can win. Right. Meaning like you can stick to this because realistically that's like what you can make happen. That's, that's the first step mm -hmm. is like, Hey, let's just get moving. I don't care about the results from that. I don't care about how much weight you lose from that. It's like, just show up and do the workouts. Right. And then we can start like worrying about your diet. Then we can start worrying about these other things, but it has to be just like very, very simple. What can you win at? Let's start there. And then over time, Hey, you made three workouts on average each week this year, that's a lot of workouts. That's way more workouts than you had done the previous mm -hmm. 10 years, right? Now we've got some momentum. You got to look at it that way of, I can work out three times a week for the rest of my life. Great. Let's start right there and let's do that. Then we can worry about the other stuff, but the results should just take care of themselves if you're doing the right things. Right. Yeah. And like, I think goals can be like kind of tricky just because like, like I'm personally like a very like data objective, like oriented person, but like, I feel like most goals for most people, like a qualitative goal is better than a quantitative goal. Meaning just like quantitative would be like numbers, which is what most people focus on for every single goal. They want to be able this weight. They want to be this body fat percentage. They want to be able like, even if it's like, I want to be able to like, whatever, lift a certain amount of weight those like are cool in a sense, right? Cause it gives you a set objective, like to try to hit. But like, if you have a qualitative goal, like I want to like feel like however much better I want to be able to like do this exercise, like pain-free, like stuff like that. Like I want to like look better. Like those things, while not as specific tend to lend better to like 
being like feeling more fulfilled just because like, if we don't hit whatever that like number is, if there wasn't a realistic goal or expectation, like we like probably have just kind of like messed with our psyche a little bit, just because you're like, now we're dejected because we didn't hit that number when that number might've not actually been an attainable or, or a number that you should have been reaching for in the first place. So like goals can be tricky just because like, I think you asked in one of our meetings, like a week or two ago or whatever, like if, if like we have goals, right? Like I exercise, I'm, there's a few things I love in the world more than like exercising. I have zero goals like that. I have yeah. like, am trying to like hit or like I'm actively striving for. There's none. Like, it's just like what I love and it's what I do. So I'm always going to do it. But like, there is no set goal for me. Cause if there was like, then it would almost be like tiring for me to have to try to set new ones and think of new ones. It's, it's just like, my expectations are like, I go based on like how I feel, mm -hmm. like how I look, like how I can like actively still like do the things that I want to be able to do. And like, usually that would probably be something I would advise somebody to look for when we're like thinking about what results we're looking for is like, maybe, Hey, instead of like trying to be like, Oh, I want to be 15% body fat. It's like, yeah, like you want to be able to like, whatever, like hike, Tom's thumb, like, and it just be easier. I only have to stop a couple times or I feel just better when I reach the top than I did like a year ago, right? Like that is something that's not quantifiable, but it's something that you can like reflect on and actually be like fulfilled and happy with the progress you made. Yeah, I think that's great. I think having, you know, feeling better, having more energy, sleeping better, those are all things that will happen when you start working out. Um, like you said, even if it's two or three days a week, you're going to start to feel those things happen. And, you know, that's a great goal to to set for yourself and something to to acknowledge when it happens. I think the I think the key, right, for people to be successful. Cause if you were to ask me, like Zach, who's Who's your ideal client that you want to work with, right? It's the person without goals. It's the person that knows that they need to work out. They enjoy working out and they're like, I'm never not going to go to the gym three, four days a week ever at any point in my life. It's the person that just like, this is just a part of my lifestyle, whether that's, I don't care about the motivation for them. Right. I don't care if it's like, Hey, aesthetic, I want to look good. I don't care if it's, it's like, Hey, I want to be able to keep up with my grandkids. I want to be able to just go play tennis and not struggle or golf, whatever. I don't care what the motivation is. I just want the person that knows that they need to work out and actually enjoys it. And I think the only real way for somebody to have sustainable long-term success as far as their fitness goes is to fall in love with the themselves, like the fit, like the being fit, mm -hmm. right? Fall in love with being fit and how that feels and what it does for them. Because anybody can stick to a program for a very short period of time, lose the weight, and then they just fall off, right? It's like, you have to love yourself enough and love whatever it is that that fitness gives you or does for you in order to make it a part of your lifestyle. And then like you're saying, Zach, like then the, the tan, like the tangible numbers become less important and you're focused on other things and what that's doing for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't like wane as you age then like people yeah. that we have like clients who like that you're describing, right. They just like, this is like their lifestyle. That's just what they always do. And they love it. It doesn't, if you asked them like how much, whatever, like weight that they can do on a certain exercise, like it wouldn't really matter. Like they would accept and know like, oh, well, yeah, I'm not like 
10 years ago, I could have done like, but it was, doesn't matter because like when we set those, like those set numbers, right. Number goals, like it just, you'll, as you age or whatever happens in your life, like that may no longer be it like a tangible, like, or a realistic expectation. So like now then it's like a problem. Cause like now it's like, not only do I have to set a new goal, but I have to like acknowledge that I can't do that anymore. Versus like, if your goal is, yeah, like I want to be able to play tennis, like pain-free, like that's it. Then like your goal, like you might not, as you age, you might get not as good at playing tennis anymore, but you just like can still play it pain-free and you can still enjoy yourself. So it's just something like an example of like, yeah, like if we set a more realistic goal for as far as like what the results are that we're looking for, then it doesn't, we don't have to deal with and like cope with the fact that it might not be as high or is at the level that it once was just because our goal is set on something that's more like appropriate and where we should be like setting our attention. Right. There, there's, it makes me think of a member that trains in the evenings. Um, he's a relatively new member. He did have a weight loss goal that he wanted to achieve when he started. And he's, he's really close. He's like a pound or two away from achieving his goal. But, you know, I checked in with him the other day and he's like, you know, really I'm almost to my goal, but my goal has changed. He's like, this is now my favorite part of my day is coming to legacy, um, and training. And he's like, my goal is just to be here during the day because it improves my mood. I feel better. You know, he comes straight from work. And so he's stressed when he comes in. But when he leaves, he's like on cloud nine because he just feels so great after finishing his workout. And to me, I mean, that's a win for for us. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Don't have any goals. (laughs) (laughs) No, reassess, right? Like reassess your goals and what's really important to you. And, and don't think about it in terms of numbers or in terms of how fast I'm going to get there. Like focus on the process and what you're going to get out of doing it. And that's going to be much more powerful for you staying on track. So, all right, guys, that's all we got for you this week. We'll be back next week with more great stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.